It is. Okay. Uh, scripture reading um, from the Old Testament, Psalms 25, 1 through 10, and you'll find that on page 554. Of David to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. In you I trust, O my God. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one whose hope is in you will ever be put to shame. They will be put to shame who are treacherous without excuse. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Remember, O Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from old. Remember not the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me, for you are good, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore he instructs sinners in his ways. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful to those who keep the demands of his covenant. The epistle reading is found in Philippians 2, 1 through 4, and then again 14 through 18. And that you'll find on page 1162 in your Bibles. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being in one spirit and purpose. Do not out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourself. Each of you should not look to your own interests, but also to the interest of others. And then 14, uh, do everything without complaining or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without a fault in a crooked and depraved generation, in which you will shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life, in order that I may boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor for nothing. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you should, too should be glad and rejoice with me. And now for the reading of the gospel. Please stand. And the gospel reading is from Matthew, chapter 21, verses 23 through 27, and you'll find that on page 978. Jesus enters the temple courts, and while he was teaching, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him. By what authority are you doing these things, they asked, and who gave you this authority? Jesus replied, I will ask you one question. If you answer me, I will tell you by what authority I am doing these things. John's baptism, where did it come from? Was it from heaven or was it from men? They discussed it among themselves and said, if we say from heaven, you will ask, then why didn't you believe him? But if we say from men, we are afraid of the people, for they all hold that John was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we don't know. Then he said, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. 
God's grace and God's mercy and God's peace be given to you, and they are, through our Lord and our Savior Jesus. The words we're going to look at today are up there on the board. Let's read these words together from Psalm 25, verses 6 and 7. Remember, Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me, for you, Lord, are good. So what do you do when you have something that you need to remember? What tricks do you do to help your, your mind recall what it was that you wanted to, to do? Or in our house uh, of, of late, and I'm going to tease Karen here just a little bit, uh, we've never had this before in our married life, but now on our refrigerator we have a master calendar. So that we remember where we're supposed to be, when we're supposed to be there. And don't forget. And what she did was she had all these little slips of paper that she had been making notes about, you know, be here at such and such a time, do this at such and such a time. And, and she was going to assemble all of those to put together, put them all on this master calendar that was going to then be on our refrigerator, except she had one problem. She couldn't remember where she had put all those little slips of paper. <laughs> She thought, well, she looked at the house and she said, well, maybe she had left them at the library at school. You see, Karen graciously volunteers to be the librarian at Prince of Peace Lutheran School every Friday. God bless her for that. And she thought, well, maybe I left them there. And well, wouldn't you know, yep, she had done that. So it got off to a little bit of a rocky start. But it's up there now, and we will always remember to be where we're supposed to be at the time we're supposed to be there. What kinds of things do you do to help you remember? You ever, you ever tie a string around your finger? That's kind of an old-fashioned one, isn't it? That you put the string around your finger to remember, and then don't take the string off until you've done whatever it was that the string was there for to remind you of. Well, you know, some people think that that practice of tying a string around your finger to help you remember something actually has its basis in the Bible. Specifically, Proverbs chapter 7, verse 3. Now, chapter 7 begins with this wise mother giving her counsel and advice to her son, telling him to keep my commands and to guard her teachings as the apple of her eye. And after saying that, then she goes on to tell him this. Bind them on your fingers. And some people suppose that she meant tie a string around your finger so as to remember these things that I'm telling you. Now, whether or not that's what was meant by those words in Proverbs chapter 7, verse 3, here's what's giving rise to all this talk about, about remembering and how to remember things. They are the words of David. No less than three times, and here's one of the things, when you're reading scripture, if something gets repeated in a short span of time, they're trying to draw your attention to it. And so you see there that in the short span of, three, of two verses, twice David asked God to remember something, and one time he asked God to forget something. Now what was it that David wanted God to remember? He wanted God to remember who he was, namely who God was, his character, 
And within that, he wanted God to remember him. And the thing that he didn't want God to remember, he didn't want God to remember his sins. Remember, O Lord, your great mercy and love. According to your love, remember me, for you are good, Lord. Remember not the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. So what do you want God to remember? And in the same token, what do you want God to forget? You know, if you've ever gone through a hard time or a difficult time, I think you can relate to what David is asking as he asks God to remember his character and in so doing to remember him. You know, sometimes when things are not going well in our lives, when we encounter one obstacle, one failure, one setback after another, we begin to wonder whether or not God has forgotten us. We begin to feel that way that perhaps he has forgotten us. We begin to feel as though he doesn't care about us. And, and we want him to care about us. And we want him to remember us. Remember me, Lord? Are you feeling that way? Do you feel as though you need to remind God to remember you? Even though it sure feels that way, let me validate the feeling. The feeling is real. That you feel as though God has forgotten you, that you feel as though God has no longer is caring for you. The feeling is real, but it's not the truth. The truth is he hasn't forgotten you. He can't. Because God can't change. It is as it says of Jesus in Hebrews. He is the same yesterday and today and forever. And his essence of his character, his being, is to be merciful and caring and loving. That's who he has been. That's who he always will be. He cannot change. He doesn't change. And so there will never, ever be a day or a moment in your life when God has forgotten you. Or a moment when God is no longer remembering to care about you. So having said that, it begs a question. If David knew that, and he did, then why is he asking God to remember? Did he feel as though he needed to remind God to be caring? And to remember him? In essence, was David trying to tie a string around God's finger with those words? Or with his prayer, 
was David tying a string around his own finger to remind him these truths about God. Here's what one commentator had to say about it, and I quote, First, David asked God to remember your mercy and your steadfast love. When David's soul cries out to God to remember his steadfast love and mercy, he is really reminding himself of these eternal attributes of God. It looks to be more like David is trying to tie the string around his own finger so that in the midst of all that might cause him to doubt whether or not God still remembers him and whether or not God is still caring for him, that he is reminded that such is not the case, that he is reminded that God still remembers him and that God still cares for him and that God is still with him. And he is still with you. And he still cares for you. He remembers you personally. Please let these words, these inspired words of God that Paul wrote down in Romans chapter 8, be the string around your finger to remind you that nothing ever will cause God to forget you or stop caring about you or separate you from him. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Tie that verse around your finger to remember that God never, ever will forget you or stop caring about you or let anything come in between you and him. But what about your sins and my sins? It appears that there are some things that are haunting David from his past. Sins that he just can't forget that he did. And he's wondering if God remembers these sins because he certainly remembers these sins. Remember not the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. Do you have something like that? Some people call it a skeleton in your closet that you're afraid they're going to open up the closet and find. Something that just haunts you, something that even yet today, even though maybe it's removed by years, you're still ashamed of the fact that you did that and it's weighing heavy on your soul. And you're wondering, if you can't, maybe God can't forget it either. Or maybe he, he won't forget it. He'll choose to hold on to it. Well, let the cross of Jesus Christ be the string around your finger 
to remind you that God has forgiven you your sins, all of them, including the ones you can't seem to forgive yourself for and the ones that you still remember with shame. From Jeremiah chapter 31. This is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. They will all know me from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. And now listen carefully. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. It is good for us to note that as David asked God to remember not the sins of his youth, he relies solely and only on God's grace and mercy for it. He doesn't ask God to not remember due to his own goodness or things that he's done right since having done that horrible wrong. He relies solely and only on the mercy and the grace and the goodness of God. It's, his request is all about who God is. It has nothing to do with he is. Remember not the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me, for you are good, O Lord. Maybe here the, the words of the penitent thief from the cross can be the string around our finger in this. Remember him, how he, on the cross, next to Jesus, reminds the guy who's dying on the other side of Jesus that they are getting what their deeds deserve. And then he turns to Jesus and relies solely on Jesus. He says, remember me. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus turns to him and says, today you will be with me in paradise. So if you could tie a string around God's finger, what would you want God to remember about you? And conversely, what's one thing you would like for him that he would just as soon forget? One more question. What do you need to remember about God? Is it that he's always with you? Or that he has forgiven you something that you just can't seem to let go of and forgive yourself? What do you need to remember about God? Maybe David's words if we make them our prayer, will serve as the string around your finger, helping you to remember God's grace and God's care and God's forgiveness. Let's pray these words together to that end. Remember, Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth 
and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me, for you, Lord, are good. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.